Shrek. Shrek sells seashells. By the Shrek Shore. By the Shrek Swamp. Good. That's pretty good. Um, so this is the Kings of Punk podcast, your favorite podcast about punk rock and related phenomena. Uh, you can find us at kingsofpunk.com, Pod Official on Instagram, Kings of Punk Pod on Twitter. I'm Jake Razor, and right to my right, we have... Tyler Hammer, and to my right... Uh, Gary U.S. Bombs. Great to be back here with you guys. I know we've been a little less consistent with episodes, but it doesn't seem like anybody minds too much. We and have been busy. Yeah, we've been busy, and we'll uh, get into that later. For now, we have kind of a new opening segment that I think we are going to do with some consistency, wherein we go to Reddit, a popular website you may have heard of, and go to their r slash punk subreddit and see if we can address some of the inquiries there or respond to what the people are talking about. Yeah, like a lot, a big problem uh, if you've ever been on there or been on Reddit really at all is a lot of people that just don't know what the fuck they're talking about for the most part, followed by like some very intelligent and uh, well-informed people. And uh, we're not really on, we're not really Reddit guys, if, if you didn't, couldn't tell. We're here to kind of like give some of our you know, veteran knowledge to the r slash punk uh, subreddit. Let's start. We got a question here from a user. It says, what's up with the virginity badges, etc.? Seen this on several battle jackets. What's the thinking behind this politically? I see things like virginity is a social construct, virginity rocks, and so on. When did this become a thing in punk? Well, I, I mean, if I had to guess, it would probably be the birth of straight edge, right? I would assume so. Because remember how that, yeah. like Ian McKay in uh, the uh, what was what was uh, Straight Edge? Not Straight no. Edge. The one where he's like, out of Don't step. Smoke. Yeah, yeah, out of step. I mean, that would he's be- like never have had sex before in my life. But that mm-hmm. became that very quickly became the the one Straight Edge precept where there was a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, they were like, actually, I can get my fingers wet. I mean, I think it is general. When I was growing up, it was always I think generally understood to mean like. I mean, we all know what it means. It means like casual sex. Like, don't, you know. Yeah, don't be. Well, they, when they re-recorded it, they did do, because there's the original version and then there's the extended version. Mm-hmm. The other members were like, yo, dog. Bro, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was kind of cool the first time he did it. And then, like, a lot of people are kind of hearing this. Can you, like, let people know that we kind of want to get pussy, too? Yep. Not just you. Brian Baker. It's not, you know. Yeah, Brian Baker. Brian Baker's bad. like, dude, my mom's going to listen to this. And my mom wants to know that <laughs> yeah. she wants pussy. me to have sex. My mom thinks I'm gay. I need you to. <laughs> she wants me to have kids. It, just change it to don't fuck people of the same sex as you. And then and then she, we're good. We'll be all good. Uh, no, I did not know this was a thing in punk. This is a thing I would associate with. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the words. I know a vibe. I don't know the word. I guess like really annoying subcultural spaces adjacent to punk. Probably populated by a lot of people who use Reddit, if I were to guess. Online people. Online Tumblr people. Tumblr kind of people. Yes, yes. And and, and for, I, I, from what I'm seeing in the replies, I think people are correctly identifying that a lot of people wear that stuff as a joke. Like wearing a Dare t-shirt. That's a classic thing to do to be funny. Classic. I can tell you that during my most formative and important years in the punk scene, it was certainly virginity was certain a, certainly a thing that I dealt with every day. Uh, certainly not something that I advertised. Uh, no, the losing of it, I uh, 
I mean, I didn't put it on a T-shirt, but certainly people heard when that happened, uh, everyone who would care to listen to me. But that's about it. So this, yeah, it seems like an annoying person. thing. It seems like a Midwestern kind of thing that people would think See, was funny there. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, that definitely sounds like some, you know, mid middle of the country kind of I I got to say, I, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just the consequences of the Internet and social media kind of bleeding into just yeah, everyday life. life, which includes the subculture that we exist in with the punk. Right. Because uh, you'll see uh, we you'll see this kind of those kinds of weird patches where it's like love is love, you know, or like the, the gender is a construct, stuff like that, like little niche like cutesy kind of little phrases yeah one of them yeah i think the virginity thing is just another little goofy thing we'll say you know i I don't mean goofy in like a literal sense like it doesn't matter i i I get that you know it's the way some people look at virginity and stuff like that is yeah but i'm I'm saying a lot of the people wearing those things probably are doing it to be goofy like i don't some of them i don't know man i don't that's a confusing thing it could be 50 50 it's probably 50 50 tumblr people who have a genuine social justice oriented belief in that whatever to do with why they're a virgin. The other 50% is probably annoying Tumblr people who are perverts and are wearing it to be ironic. I think it's probably split down the middle roughly, which I don't think it's, I don't think it's ironic at all. I think it's people who genuinely want to like put their, their uh, social beliefs on the line and make a statement and make you, it's like, I don't know. I I don't think it's ironic in any sort of sense because it doesn't doesn't come off to me that way like at all. I was imagining it it is a bit of both because I feel like the battle vest covered in patches that aren't band patches demographic come in two categories: actual unironic proud virgin and person who's in a polycule and is a huge pervert. I mean, those would be the two groups I associate with battle vests that are covered in non music. See, those those people both come off as not being ironic whatsoever. See, I kind of feel like having a battle vest, period, is just like a, a, a big, you know, advertisement of being a virgin. Oh, I mean, this point. past weekend at Skullfest. <laughs> you, know, you don't need any fucking, you don't need that shit. Here's maybe a, another thing. I don't think vests look good on almost anyone. They're in general. They, they're not, it's not the best look. I have one not I wear. Not very flattering. I have one I wear sometimes still, but it's like, it typically, it's, it's certainly, there's no way it's going to fit. In a conventionally flattering well, sense, the the funniest are the uh, the metal vests where they have like um, uh, what is it like three hundred patches and they're all like uh, symmetrical and yeah. like yeah yeah very yeah. meticulously planned out and uh, yeah it just looks fucking ridiculous. Uh, our a friend's uh, podcast, I guess we'll say, first seven inch club, just recently on their Patreon did a whole episode reviewing a myriad of different battle vests were the reviews all um oh this looks stupid it, one as of them i mean <laughs> one of them was what you talked about where it, it is just you can't see a couple the of them yeah. like you cannot right, see right, the right. they're very proud at of all do that very meticulously uh, uh you know pen pinned on not pinned on but like sewed on and structured in a various i always way. thought the, the the leather jacket with the patches on it looked a lot better personally i think this is what i think with in regards to any sort of vest the last the better for the most part yep have the big thing on the right. back big back patch maybe a one or two 
one on top, one on bottom. Some studs, maybe. Some studs, a couple, one or two on the left, right, on front. Part. Yeah, That's yeah. it. You don't have to go super crazy. You know what I realized it is with vests generally, if you're going to wear one, I, I realized this from experience too, and I'm kind of putting it together now. They, I think when they look stupid is if you wear it with short sleeves. You need to go either long sleeve something. Yes. Or no sleeves. If you got a sleeveless shirt, it can be all right. But but the short sleeves, it makes you look like a little kid. I it think. should be also a little tight too. Not yeah, like yeah. Super, not like tight, skin tight, but like it should be a little more closer like, to your body. Not baggy. Not yeah. baggy at all. No, because you know what? That just looks like that little kid thing you were talking. A girl about. looks cute with a little with a small vest. Oh, girls, the rules are probably different. Girls' rules yeah. are very different, but guys' vests. FY best way to look it's a little it's a little tight it's more form fitting it's not baggy like you know you know it's like look metal guys I know you love your 3 4XL fucking everything um for when you know you eat too much at the fucking Chinese buffet but can't have it all that way all the well, time because the the baggy I I do like the baggy long sleeve with a vest over it I think can be a really good look that's fine I but, guess but uh it's got to be have long sleeves. You know what? Then I th- it kind of forms a jacket with the vest. And yeah, it can work. You know what else I'd like to see with like a battle vest that I've like never seen before that I think would look good. What? How about like you take your your uh, battle your battle vest, take like a like a New York Yankees fitted, and then how about a white a white do rag untied in the. I mean that just sounds classic. I mean right with like those two Classy. things. Put together with a battle vest. I mean, that's that, that's looking pretty sharp right there. The singer from that band Vaccine we saw over the weekend, he was rocking the leather vest, like the leather punk jacket with the sleeves cut off. And that is, again, by every conventional definition, doesn't look good. But if you are punk enough, you can pull it off. I, I couldn't. But you, you have to be really punk to do you that. You have to yeah. be the singer of Vaccine. Yeah, you have yeah. to be that guy. Who, who was very punk. Who's, yeah, I mean, very he punk had a fucking looking. mohawk, right? He had a mohawk. He Ooh. sells those jackets, and he did... He, I've never seen one someone borrow uh, Wadi's stage presence so effectively. I don't think I've ever seen anyone specifically, notably borrow Wadi's stage presence uh, ever. Ever. That's <laughs> and and he he pulled it off. But uh, yeah, Virginia Badge. I also haven't seen anyone at a punk show wearing these myself. Like I I, I associate it with. Now, do you think I mean, is that a younger person thing? It's got to be. Oh, it's, right? I'm of course it's a younger person thing. I've seen like older people <laughs> on the internet who have shirts and stuff that say that, and I th- I'm certain for those people I I, it's I know from, be ironic. I know from the people I've seen with that like millennials who have that on they're they're wearing that to ironically advertise the the that they get pussy that they're sex nerds, uh, which is also that's a very uh, that's. That can be gross. That's embarrassing. Yeah, um, yeah. Young people, yeah, I think you're right. Young people, they don't do irony like we do. So they I don't know if they're ironic. I don't know if it's, I guess I'm my definition of ironic, because I don't know how you can ironically, like, advertise yourself. Well, I mean, you know, it's like, if you got a patch, it's like, I'm a I think strict it's version. Being, I, but think then... it's being cu- I think it's being cute, I think. Sure, I think that's the same thing. It's like. Because irony is when you yeah. s- you say something that is like the opposite of what you actually believe. So like if you are like a sex nerd, virginity rocks would be ironic. But like you. I don't, I I think those are the same. I don't see. I don't think that's the case. I think those people are the same people who would be like, listen, I'm a sex freak, but if you're not a sex freak and you're a virgin, 
hey man that's total cool you know what i mean like we don't we don't there's no judgment here oh, it's we're kind of a like ju- a- they're kind of like whatever you are judgment free so it's like an regardless of virgin regardless if you're a virgin if you're asexual if you're little, just a little shy or you're some sort of nymphomaniac out on the run you know you're a sex monster but not in the bad way you're potentially a member of of I'm, I, you know, I mean, I'm not. Oh, a, say. a band that that has sex Maybe a lot. <laughs> a band that has sex a lot. Okay, basically. so someone in the comments has some insight. I think it, like I said, it's probably both okay. demographics. But uh, someone is clarifying that Virginity Rocks was a Joe Cod- Joe Cody made by some dude bro YouTubers back in like 2018, but. Knowing that, it was probably made as a joke, and maybe a third of the people got that, and now younger people are... The other two-thirds are, yeah. They're kind of taking it as like a battle flag. No, because I I do think the virginity is a social construct thing is a completely different different thing. That's different. That that is not something that someone would ironically know. No. But saying saying something rocks is a joke. Who are these, like... Because didn't they mention both of them? Because those are two different things. Yeah, those are. T- I think those completely are completely two different audiences. Yeah, I think the Virginia social construct thing, where I've heard that phrase, is from feminists with regards. That's to- what I'm talking about. And the message of that's totally different. And the message of that is it's okay that I'm not a virgin, typically, like, uh, because it's a made up thing. That's what. So that exactly. Th- they're seeing. That's two where different- the sex nerdism comes from. But I okay right. with the virginity rocks thing. Yes, I totally get where you're coming from. That sounds, it's ironic. It is ironic. Yeah, pro- probably. Although I'm sure there's someone out or there who's rocking it. That uh, virginity is a social construct. That's completely humorous. I, I, you know what? Here's here's my thing. I would tell this person, um, what you're talking about isn't a real thing that is a trend by any means. Certainly not in the pump because, scene. Uh, like, it's like, hey, man, we were just at Skullfest. I didn't see a single person rocking that. No. And I saw a couple hundred people. We saw a few hundred people. I've never there. seen anyone at a punk show rocking any of that. To be shit. fair, I feel like I didn't see that that many young people at No, West. no, we really didn't. There were a couple. There's a decent amount, I would say. I, I feel like there was definitely more people like our age and up than By a, I would say 70, 70 to 75% of the people there were from what I could observe visually, we'll say past late twenties. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Like twenty-eight and up. Let me see what else we got here on our slash punk before we move on to Skullfest. Um, I think okay. that's good. This because I just want to okay. do just one. Just one. All right, I got one. Just one bookmarked here. Then one second. Okay, so that was. I hope we addressed that person's concern. I would basically say they need to be around fewer annoying people. <laughs> Hey, I got an idea. I would, yeah, we... maybe that, that's that's what well, this is what you'll be able to see a reply in real time in a way. A reply is going to be. I don't think that's a trend that's happening in punk at all. And if it is, it's very much either a in your online spaces or b in your scene. To which, man, that sucks. You should find a different place to fucking new f- people to hang out with. I guess we're actually in the process of uh, starting a band called uh, the band that has sex a lot. Yes. And it's a pop punk band. Of course. I mean, you can't forget about the classic Rochester pop punk band, uh, Sexy Teenagers. Remember that band? Oh, I mean, they're still around, I think, aren't they? (laughs) No way they're still around, really? Ah, dude. I mean, they might be. I know they did something recently, we'll say within the last few years. But, like, it's like one of those things where it's like, dog, you can't. 
you can't be named well, that anymore. I mean, and that thing you're talking about. I mean, I don't think a, I don't think a restraining order counts. Is you know doing something? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting a restraining order. <laughs> hey guys, we did something. We all got yeah, served restraining orders. We can't. We can't. We're we're banned from playing California Brewhouse now. <laughs> we're banned for the one place that would book <laughs> that us would anyway. book us ever. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> Skull Fest, folks. That's what we're gonna hear to talk about. Uh, our band Leaking had played. Should we take a quick break? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, one second. Break we'll be right, we'll before be right we uh, talk about it. Yeah, we'll be right back. Hey there, folks. Tyler Hammer here. To talk to you about one of our sponsors, Shirley Road Records, and. I'm here because Shirley Road Records has a couple of new things coming out. Uh, two things in particular. The <clears throat> Good Good Grief record, Blessed by the Devil, as well as the Nuclear Desolation album, Disposed Of. Maybe an EP, I'm not sure. But uh, Good Good Grief, hard to say what they are. Not my typical wheelhouse, but kind of more melodic I would say but a little garagey little so it's got that punk edge while nuclear desolation maybe the a little bit of the opposite of that metal we're talking death metal we're talking heavy maybe a little bit on the maggot stomp kind of level but throwing a good heavy dose of like metal core I guess but not in a bad way not in a like swooped hair you know white belt kind of way in like a 90s like you don't want to mess with them kind of way but those two things are coming out soon they are available for pre-order you can go to shirleyroadrecords.com to pre-order and pick up physical copies you can go to shirleyroadrecords.bandcamp.com to take a listen and if you're at shirleyroadrecords.com might I suggest maybe also picking up something like the No Question 7-inch that came out on Give Praise that CJ has a few copies of. Uh, no Question, uh, good hardcore punk, you know, angry, pissed off sounding bad from Madison, Wisconsin. Great band. Had him booked him a show here once in Rochester. Uh, unfortunately broken up. But now you can get their record for pretty cheap, $5. Hey, when can you get a $5.7 inch nowadays? Really never. So go to ShirleyRoadRecords.com. And hey, you can get even a bonus discount if you use promo code COPPOD10. That's K-O-P-P-O-D-10 to get 10% off of your order. That's COPPOD10, Shirley Road Records. Tell them we sent you. <coughs> well, we are back. And we're here to talk to you about our experiences at one of the foremost punk rock experiences. Yeah, how long have they been doing that for? I feel like it's been like 10 years. This is now. the 13th one. Oh, longer than wow. I thought. Wow. So, and let's say two years, I think, maybe without doing it with COVID, possibly. Oh, so technically so it's been since like, what, like 2009, years? 2008, something like that? <clears throat> something like that. I've been hearing about it forever. I remember it was one of the first punk fests I wanted to go to. And then it ended up, I guess, really being the first one I went to. I did. I went to TNT Fest in Connecticut one year. That's like a hardcore slash oi thing with some punk bands, too. Some punk bands played. But that was like at a venue the whole time. 
it wasn't like this was like a festival in the kind of Burning Man sense. Spread I guess. out a little. Spread out. There's uh, outdoor activities. Uh, never like, been been like something like this it. before. Like a whip it. Uh, yeah, this this was new for me, and I I was I would say I was not disappointed. No, no, I, I, it was nice being around people. I, I, well, hmm. I will say this: it was nice being around people. It was nice being around people. It was nice being around friends we haven't seen in a, in a minute. Um, this is my thing: is that I specifically, I mean, I feel like we all do to varying degrees, <clears throat> kind of do our own thing. We're our own person. We don't like me and Tim are not are not like archetypes of a certain thing. We're not like ah, they're they're crusters or like they're uh, they're doing the they're, the Swedish style or they're they're oi guys metalheads. Sure, yeah, we we're not we're up there the battle jacket war metal guys war metal guys. Oh, here comes the Weezer guys. Yeah, yeah, we're oh, not like big, that. I see those big glasses. <laughs> No, no, not at all. I think uh, maybe you fit into, like, what would you... I don't think you do anymore, because you, you used to rock the skinhead thing for yeah, a Yeah, I would define myself as a rocker. I'll wear whatever I whatever I care to, and I there's a pretty broad cross-sections of people that I can chop it up with, so I think I have that probably in common with, with you guys. I mean, yeah, I just wear, like, shitty clothes, and, like, I don't know. I don't know what that would fall. It's not, like, cross... <clears throat> no, not at all. It's like crust adjacent, kind of, but not but like, really. Kind of like, like a kind of like a hardcore, like a wiggerish, maybe kind Home, of. I was I gonna say know. homeless kind of thing. Homeless wiggerish, you know. I very, feel like in the '90s, I feel like there's a '90sness to it, like in the, a '90s, like yeah. in the '90s punk scene. It would have. I've seen pictures from the '90s where they're wearing similar kind of stuff, like a dirty shirt. Yeah, like and, a and then like a sports hat and like some cut off yeah. sweatpants. Sweatpants that have ter- been turned into shorts, and yeah, you know, I wear them every day in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I guess so. But, right, that's like kind of hard to really put in the one category. No, because like the closest you got is like unfortunately maybe like a Walmart like shopper, like <laughs> like a guy who goes to Walmart. Like he's wearing he's wearing the um sweatpants. He's wearing he, no, not sweat. He, well, that or he's wearing pajama pants. Which I do not. I do not do that. Which you don't, don't do. Don't say I do. He's that. got. I didn't say. I didn't say you do that. I'm talking <laughs> about the Walmart shopper. The Walmart shopper, like trailer guy, who works at the gas station. He he wears pajama pants to go to to go shopping. He's got the Cookie Monster fitted. You know. Oh, you know. I could see why. You know. Maybe certain punks would be like, "Oh, that guy looks like he like you know lives at a trailer park." Yeah, you you have that vibe that more than you have than you like, have like crusty because crusty is despite what some men, many may think a, a very curated look and it's very very, oh, sure. very um overflow the pockets just overflow with uh, money. Yeah, I mean, you need money for all the lather, all the studs, all the I patches, would, I would all say the paint. The, I would say the crusty look. It in terms of I don't want to say the pockets overflow with money because it is a look that requires a substantial initial of investment but is very low maintenance. Right. I yeah but I was gonna forget. say like once you get a jacket like a leather jacket leather jacket will last you like ten years. Yeah. As the, long as you don't gain and, weight. And the patched up pants we'll that's like they're not buying new pants. No. And let if, me. That's why there's patches on them. Let me make an addendum onto my statement. The pockets don't overflow. The Western Union 
You're right. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. With money. The Venmo overflows. Yeah. The Venmo runneth over. It is very full. The GoFundMe <laughs> runneth over with funds for uh, emergency. <laughs> the fact that the fact that it is like you need a bunch of accessories to start. You but, know, like but, a dog. But also, but also, you not only can you wear them for a long time. You actually, to get the look right, you have to wear them longer than a normal person would wear any like normal clothes. Is the interesting thing about yeah, it. So, you need to so get it, dirty it, in it's way. kind of fitting if you if your intent is to like uh, only have money when you still live with your parents and you get money from them, or if your intent is to only have a normal job for about one year, then you could probably get the clothes you need to be a crusty for quite some time. But it is an investment upfront of money, and then. An investment of time wearing things that are like breaking. Also, uh, the hair, the dreadlocks. They got to get yeah. that stink on them. Yeah. That, well, that I was w- gonna say you should just go crusty in the sense. Well, I already am. No, you should just do like the dreadlocks because the you should do. Well, the, you, he did. Well, yeah. I did, no, I, I remember. Cut him off already. You should <laughs> if you you should grow those and the clothes should be less crusty and then you will just look like that word you used that we're only allowed to use once per episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you Which should, I like, believe you I should, said twice actually, but You should get like actual dreads. You should like get maintained like, dreads. Like clip-ons, right. I'll just get some yeah, clip-ons. Get clip-ons. <laughs> That'll look good. And what are those I would love to see a like a full crusty who has like one of those Rasta hats and the Rasta colors. That would throw everybody oh, for a loop. Well, see, that that's that's like kind of a fine line between like, oh, is this a crusty or is this a lot kid? That is a fine Which line indeed. I would never want to be associated with like a I mean, say what you will about crusties, you know, like they suck, they smell bad, they're annoying. Uh, you know, take a a, a, a lot kid and amplify that by like a hundred. Well, you know what though? There there <laughs> is probably thousands and thousands. I guess this is what they would might call oogles, like there are lots and lots of people who are at that crusty lot kid nexus, and those are yeah. the, the shittiest, most annoying ones. And I will that say that is, I guess, what an oogle you know, is. Grateful yeah. Dead face tats, like that kind of bullshit. Oh, but kind of looks like a punk, like yeah. But then, like you know, you turn a, you turn uh, the Ramones on mm-hmm. around them, and they're like, huh? Oh, dude, you're killing my buzz, man. <laughs> so th- you I, know what? I will say that for Skullfest, those kinds of like the crusties who who are lot kids in disguise. Th- I didn't see those people there because you have to like that music to go to this thing. There you was also, yeah, they, I'm sure they probably don't want those people loitering or loitering around, mm-hmm. and they don't you know, want and you have to have money to get into the shows. It's true. Yeah, I will say I don't feel like there was many people you know who were like going around like you know being like oh God, can I get some money or like I I didn't see any of that. Me neither. You know what? The oogle is the flip side to a phenomenon I was talking about in our group chat earlier. Uh, uh, the opposite side of the same coin of the person who kind of likes punk but like can't like embrace it in a way with the Taylor Swift. So I saw a Taylor Swift crass shirt. A crass up. It's like the crass kind of like uh stencil font that that cross thing in the circle the cross the, the crass cross symbol in the middle right yeah and it says like taylor swift and it has like some taylor swift lyrics and i was like when i saw it on instagram i was like how i don't like what am i supposed to feel when i see this like we you've seen a ton of them there's an i've seen an earth crisis taylor swift one you've, there's tons of them you probably have seen why them, why listeners. is it all taylor swift it's not all taylor swift but like 
the Taylor Swift ones are even more perplexing because, first of all, if I see someone with, like, that crass design and they're wearing it, now I know the symbol in, in the middle is a crass thing. I know it's ripping off crass. Am I supposed to say, hey, I like crass too? Yeah, but not Taylor Swift. No, it's Swift. not advertising crass. No, it's you're, advertising Taylor Swift. You're, you're supposed to say you like both of them if you do. or I mean, I'll say this. If I hated the band crass, I would love that shirt because I feel like they would hate that shirt. Also, you gave me an idea. You know what I probably would buy would be rip-off shirts that, where the roles were reversed. So, like, it's a picture of Taylor Swift with, like, a font she used on her album, and it just says Earth Crisis, Firestorm. That would be funny. Oh, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, or like I was actually just right. It's like how about like it's like a shirt with like it's like a picture of Tupac, but in the Tupac font it says uh, MOD. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like that would be pretty sick. I want. Yeah, like I just a, don't yeah. like they like them like that. The person that buys that and the person that is an Oogle like operate in a similar stratosphere of like embracing punk like imagery in a sense. But like kind of not liking punk that much because like like you said in the group chat, Jake, if you wanted a Taylor Swift shirt, you'd buy a fucking Taylor Swift shirt that wasn't anything but Taylor Swift because you you like Taylor. You know what? If that was a kid, if thank you for throwing that in there. Uh, I've never really listened to her music. You know, you know what the other thing, though, is with and and I don't know if this other type of person, I, I don't really know the type of person that would buy that shirt either, but. The thing with Oogles that I think is important to remember, I mean, it's hard to forget when you're around them, but they genuinely are people who their lifestyle is such that, like, they don't, they can't consume or relate to music in the way that we would. Like, they're, in many cases, people who are, whatever they're doing, they're not sitting there, like, reading about music or, like, developing a refined taste for music. They're, they're, living on the fringes of society in one way or another whether or not they have a trust fund they're spending it on the fringes of society and they're hearing whatever music the people they're crashing with or they're around are into so their taste in punk in my limited experience is pretty much dictated by and granted there's other people that are kind of like this too for different reasons but it's dictated by like what have i personally come into contact with oh this obscure crust band that played in the basement of the house i was crashing at I have their T-shirt. I listen to their album every day. What else do I listen to? Oh, I know uh, Sublime because my you know this other guy who's housing crashed yes, for a month. Yes. He played them every day. So th- their whole way that they engage with music is, I think, a lot different than ours, mm. and I can't even imagine doing that. But honestly, yeah, right, no, like, you're right. Because then if they're traveling all the time, they're not like, all right, let me bring my 250 LPs that I have. You know, no, no, I'm not. They're not putting MP3s on their like. On their phone, either, or, like I mean, like let's face maybe it, they, probably, I mean, maybe they are. I mean, maybe, maybe they're using YouTube. Not well, that's yeah. like a modern phenomenon, right? Right. Um, well, think of this. So, if they're on a train, probably don't have service. Yeah, or bad. You service. know, you're driving to the fucking middle of the country or the fucking woods in West Virginia or something. You probably ain't got shit down there. Like maybe best in best thing you got like, you're, and you're trying to res- probably preserve your battery for the most part. Can't use your phone constantly watching YouTube right. you videos, even if you got service. Right. You ain't got a plug in the fu- in the box. No. I, I guess what it comes know. down to, and this probably does apply to the people who bought that stupid Taylor Swift shirt too. Uh, there's people who are music fans and people who aren't. Not everyone makes music central to their lives in the way that we have, and I think a lot of our listeners have. And uh, you know that 
that's fine. I don't expect people to do that. I have friends who haven't done that. But it is like a fundamental difference. And and to yeah. bring things back a little bit, I, I did. And at no point when I was at Skullfest did I think like these people aren't music fans. Everyone there seemed to be a music fan, which I, yeah. I, I appreciate. That's like a good starting place for me to be able to relate to people. We did not look like most of the people there, especially on the second day, which we'll get to. But I didn't feel particularly out of place. We know? also didn't sound like a lot of the other bands who play yeah that's true most of the most of the bands yeah i mean i i would say the most similar to 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 our band was probably phantom right probably i would Uh, say if if you split the difference between phantom and savage heads musically you would end up you would end up with about what we're trying to do yeah we're more like savage heads than i would say phantom in a way but yeah yeah i think splitting the difference kind of makes sense because you know, Savage well, has that like UK82 kind of like driving beat that we kind of do. Yeah, we a we're, little bit. We're, we're faster than them, but they do. You could they and they have like kind of conventional song structures, which we usually do. Phantom was a little bit more. They got a little looser with that, but they did have the ripping kind of the like pentatonic guitar leads, like rock and roll leads yep. as well. I mean, I only said Phantom was close to us because they also played pretty fast. They yeah. played fast, and, and they they had a. Uh, uh, obnoxious front man who was really good. They also didn't look very uh, no. punk, so should we say either, right? No, no not like at all. They had like, I don't think, maybe two of the guitarists and the singer didn't have like band shirts on. The That's sing- cool. The singer was the craziest motherfucker there though because it was hot as shit and that motherfucker was wearing a sweater and a corduroy pants and he wore them the whole time they played for some god-awful reason. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so let's to, go. Let's, let's go. Let's start at first the beginning. Day. Yeah. Well, technically, it wasn't the first day, though. I think the first it day that Thursday. we're yeah. The first yeah. day that we're there, we didn't. So we played at Spirit on Friday. On Friday, mm-hmm. with No Time, Johnny Maracker and the Maracas, Long Knife, Mud City Manglers, Mud City Manglers, Savage Heads. Mystery Girl. Mystery Girl, The Riffs. And Defiance. And Defiance. Yeah. And we played the downstairs. There's two yes. stages. We and played the, the downstairs. The downstairs stage was us, Johnny, Maraca, Mystery Girl. And Mud City Mud Manglers. Manglers. Mud City Manglers. And all those other bands you mentioned were upstairs. And we were the first band of the day to play. On downstairs. Yeah, I don't think anyone had played upstairs at that point either, though. No. No time was like right after us. Actually, that might have that. I think that kind of worked out for us that we opened right because I feel like if somebody had played upstairs before us, like everybody probably would have just would've stayed upstairs. upstairs. Yeah. Um. I mean, that would I would say we on the downstairs one. If you kind of recognize, we were kind of the odd man out because the other bands were more garage like oriented yeah. or coming from that kind of like sound yes and i i didn't watch mud city manglers i'll I'll say that i i watched the other two bands we mentioned um mystery girl i'm gonna go check out their music because they really impressed me they were playing like kind of garagey kind of power pop but they were in some ways more polished than a lot of those bands but not in a bad way Uh, i'll get i'll clarify that when i talk about johnny maraca but they had some great like harmonized guitar leads, almost stuff that reminded me of Thin Lizzy a little bit. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it's that similar kind of aching harmonized leads. 
and they played it straight. They didn't try to they didn't try to be cute. They were just like, we wrote some good kind of catchy rock songs and we're going to play them for you. And that's what Power Pop was kind of all about. That's why people liked it. Johnny Maracker and the Maracas, I believe they were called yeah. they were from California. They so they musically were pretty right up my alley. Stage presence, I had mixed feelings about, but I generally liked it. You know, the singer slash guitarist broke a string in the first song and he played it off really well. My issue with them was in the vocals, and these criticisms are all made in, in you know, good faith and yeah. not trying to diss anybody, but uh, the vocals, and I think on the recordings I listened to, they did something that a lot of like power pop influenced punk bands do now. Where they get too cute with it. They try to make it too retro. They make it lo-fi on purpose. The vocals are super, super, like, stylized. Yeah. Like, you know when a vocalist, it's like, you don't sing like, you don't talk like that at all. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're not, that's not how you, you're doing, yeah. you're putting on airs right and now. And I, I think I decided, especially with that style of music, I don't like that at this point in my life. I, I want to hear I'm you I'm sure just, they've probably, that's been the thing that's been done, like, at this point, like, 5,000 times, too. Oh yeah, that's that's really the issue. Is it's played out. It's like I would like to hear some poppy punk bands that play it more straight, kind of like replacement style, where it's like, yeah, we're not cute. We're not trying to do a skinny tie thing. We're not doing super stylized vocals. We're just guys who like writing catchy songs, and we're gonna play the shit out of them for you. So I, I would like to see a return to that kind of style as far as melodic punk goes. Now, ironically, a band that certainly not a power pop band, but a band that kind of did that was no time. They're doing like oi stuff, but it's a little, has some more modern influences. And the spirit of that is actually not that different. They're catchy rock songs. Yeah. Delivered real high energy. They were really good. Uh, they played some newer songs. I'm stoked. They have a new record coming out, I guess. They've been around a long Uh, time. Yeah. I remember that was like the first oi influenced hardcore band. We'll say, um, that they, I like, yeah. Uh, that I remember hearing and being like, "Oh, maybe I like Oi. I should check out Oi more." I suspect that band did that for a lot of people because yeah. they're, they're pretty Oi heavy. They're not. I remember the Oi influenced hardcore that phrase that around like 2012, probably around the time Hoax came out, that became an annoying thing people kept saying because they would apply that term to just any hardcore band that had a bald guy on their album cover. Mm. <laughs> and, 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 like, people said that about Hoax and shit, and as someone who had already listened to Way Music, I was like, dude, this is not even close. close. Like, no. But, no, uh, no that, that they they were very, very good. Uh, Long Knife, I will say, love Long Knife. A little disappointed. Like, there was some, I will say this, pretty, almost every show, that there was like every much every set pretty much there was like some sort of technical issue. Yeah, that was a big issue. That was the biggest issue of the weekend. Um, long knife singer Colin, I believe. Yeah, uh, Mike, Mike was cutting out. Cutting Mike out, was cutting yeah. out bad. And for context, like we played on a smaller stage downstairs that was closer to the ground. No time, long knife, savage heads. Those bands were that all that was uh, like at least three and a half, four foot stage. It seemed like I think. Oh, above the ground. It was up. It was higher than yeah. It was like up to my. It's like a five foot stage. Yeah. It was a big, big stage, and I feel like having the mic cut out on a smaller stage or in like a basement show. It's like yeah, who gives a fuck? I'm just gonna go crazy in the crowd. Like we'll figure it out. Big stage like that, removed from the audience, it's definitely a vibe killer for everyone involved. And I think Long Knife, it it really like stopped the energy of their set because like I was digging the first song, but then that kind of 
put me off a little bit and uh, I think tripped them up a little bit too. I do. I love their record and the guitar player ripped and the songs are good and Colin's voice is awesome. Lyrics are awesome. But in terms of just energy, that definitely hampered them. Well, you know what? Yeah. We did get word that they played a show after this one and that they, I heard they killed. Yeah, like a late uh, late night it was show. Like a 2 a.m. That's show. where I would like to see Which, that band. That yeah, that is that is where I would like to see it. Um, just not a. I, just also, not a they, they played fairly early. I feel like I would would have been better if it was a little later. It just felt like the at the environment we were in wasn't right for them. Yes, for sure. Great band though. They sounded good. They sounded great. Singer Colin, he sounded like it sounded like the fucking records. Totally. It's crazy. Totally. It, it, like, it was awesome. Did. Savage Heads, I'm not a huge fan. I know you love that new LP they did. I do. Uh, I thought they sounded great. I Yeah, I love that LP. I, as a fan of the LP, was not disappointed. I thought it sounded like the record. Uh, their drummer, Khan, which me and Cougar know from back in the day, he was in Male Nurses, um, he said that was not a good set for them. Really? So if that was, a, in his opinion, a terrible set, I'd love to see him on a good day. Did yeah. he actually say it was a terrible set? He's, he was like, I was like, oh, good set, man. It was great. He was like, that was not a good set. He was not stoked on that. Oh, so geez. apparently they're even better sometimes. I don't know how. I mean, not that they were like, I mean, they were really good. But I don't, they weren't They weren't bad. Didn't sound bad. I, did, I didn't notice any obvious mistakes, but uh, maybe they're. There must have been. It must be one of those tighter. things where it's like little, just little things, not as tight as they want it to be. Well, you know like, what? Maybe just that whole going back to like the, oh, the, like the playing on a stage like that. Well, I did, yeah, I did see Khan kept asking for more drums in his monitor, so maybe he couldn't hear himself, and it threw him off Yeah, a they're bit. like, I oh, think they're, yeah. they're like, yeah, you're maxed out, man. Yes, yes, he was annoyed about that. Uh, I will say the singer of that band could have gotten a little bit more live. You know, I would have liked to see him do more like Vaccine Guy was doing some crazy Wadi moves, but technical stuff like that can throw the energy off a bit. And uh, I did like seeing uh, people pogo. During Savage Hats. You got to. You got, I was pogoing. I saw people doing it. I was like, I, I gotta, saw you getting you, all about everybody. I got to get in on that. <laughs> and that band, yeah, I, I think for that style of music, that's they're doing it. I mean, they're doing it, it better than a lot of UK 82 bands did it back in the day. Like, the songwriting is really good for me. Um, who was after? that? We left, the riffs. The riffs were after that. I watched some of their set. We were all getting tired by this point. I was kind of half watching the merch booth for Stragglers. We were burnt out, long drive, but I watched some of the riffs set and they sounded great. I was bummed that I haven't really listened to that band because I feel like I would have had to like know the songs to really appreciate it. But they were playing really good. Colin from Long Knife plays guitar in that band. That really? does definitely seem like a band where it's like, that. oh, if you have like prior knowledge of them, it would be a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, especially... It, given how like burnt out we were I mean, by that point, it was good enough that I want to listen to the records now. I mean, they're pretty much like a street punk band, right? Is that what you'd call them? Uh, they came from that scene, but musically, it's a lot more like rock and roll. It's okay. like imagine guys from the street punk scene or whatever you want to call the '90s punk scene playing like New York Dolls influenced kind of stuff, which was a thing. There's okay. been a few bands like that, but they were like kind of the foremost one. Uh, I wish that. It was maybe a little earlier, and I, I would have watched Defiance. I'm not super familiar with their stuff, but I, I like what I've heard. But it was it was getting late, man. We, so, were, that dude, we were done. so that dude, Colin, played three sets in a day. What was it? Yeah, what was the Oh, other if you one? count the late night, long knife one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woof. Hey, props, brother. Yeah, seriously. I will say, I feel like the riffs, they had to have played for, like, what, like 50 minutes, too, with 
they 35, did. They did. 40 minutes, yeah. They have longer songs, and, uh, you know, they were co- basically co-headlining with Defiance, so they played a long set. Also, that Colin guy, shout out to him for seeing my funny t-shirt I made for the weekend and give me props for it. I made uh, Sex Pistols knockoffs that say, Never mind Skullfest. Here's Leaking Head, live at Skullfest. And he spotted it and gave me some props. And he, he said he watched Leaking Head and he liked us, which... Coming from an OG, I appreciate that. Another thing to to mention about the show, uh, we played a Poison Idea cover. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, it didn't seem like anybody knew what we were playing. Here, Here's the thing that we kind of maybe all, I don't know how we all should realize this too. We, we decided to cover like the one album specific. I mean, one of two, I guess we'll say two albums that, you What's can, the other one you can, all the time? No, the one before it. Um, record collectors. Record collectors. Yeah. Where you really can't sing along to it. No. Like, at all. And that's, there's a couple songs. I, I want to do Made to be Broken. That one has the one line, Made to be Broken, you could sing along to. But yeah, we did Lifestyles by Poison Idea. I will say, I didn't expect people to sing along for that reason. But with two notable exceptions, people who talked to me about it, it seemed like a lot of people didn't even recognize the song. If I heard a band cover that song, no, I couldn't sing along, really. But I'd be stoked. I would be fucking bobbing my head dancing and shit. So shout out to Henry Mustard and uh, what's her name? Rachel? Rachel, knew from Twitter. Yeah, Truth she... Stable, uh, yeah, Truth, whatever. Yeah, on Twitter. She gave me some props about that cover, too. But yeah, that album, It's the lyrics are so rapid fire. It's like, what are you going to do? We really should just do... If we're going to do... If we're going to do another Poison Idea cover, which... I don't think we should for a long time. Uh, if we're going to do one, it either has to be off of Pick Your King or it, ha- it honestly should be off of Feel, Feel the Dark. Darkness. Yes, like, totally it should be. Like, Yeah, what if we played out the badge? Like, dude, I mean, I'd love to do the badge. I would, you know I, what the song I wouldn't want to do is just like just to get away. No. Wouldn't nah. want to do that. Wouldn't want to do. The badge would be cool because Fuck Cops always. And also Pantera covered it. Which awesome band? Which love that which band. Favorite super, me- my favorite sketchy band. My I favorite love. hardcore metalcore band. I, I was th- I was listening to uh, real quick because I know listen to some of those troycore bands. Yeah, and it and like having listened to other like metalcore bands and stuff, hardcore bands from like the mid late nineties. It is crazy how much like oh this is just Pantera. Oh totally. I mean Stigmata is the one I've been big on, and it's. Their, their sort of distinctive thing is it's not just Pantera, it's also Metallica, which is really funny, but it's, it's pretty and cool. I think Pantera, Pantera, I think you have to also lump in Slayer. For sure. Like later Slayer 2, but that's Slayer 2. that's all Earth Crisis. I mean, oh, dude. Because they straight up were just like, oh, yeah, like we'll just do that. And obviously it's not, it's not a one to one. Yeah, not like, I just, like, they're not ripping them off. No, they're not the, ripping the them off. But it's very clear. It's so obvious. The, pan- it's like so obvious. the Pantera influence is more obvious on all those bands than any influence of any hardcore band on them. Yeah. Which like, makes, makes sense because yeah. Pantera was a mainstream metal band at that point and the singer had a shaved head. So yeah, what, makes a, total what are you, you going to do? And like their songs also had like, you know, massive breakdowns, sick, heavy breakdowns. Dude, they had fast as fuck songs too. Like, oh, like fucking the first hostile. Song on, um, the first song on the, what is it, Slaughtered or whatever? That's like, um, that's on, like, a, um, fucking, uh, uh, Far Beyond Driven. No, it's not, that's not the first song. It is, that song is sick. They did play it. They have been playing it live, some of it live, which is awesome. But uh, I mean, dude, like, fucking hostile is like, that's fast as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
it's like almost a fucking DB, like super fast DB. But like, okay, going back, what were we talking about? We we that was we pretty much ran down day one. I don't know if you if you guys have other thoughts. I already kind of shared mine. Um, I, overall, pretty good. We just went to one show. We we were like. We had a four-hour drive before that. We had so a four-hour drive. Kind of tired. We were tired. We weren't going to go to another show. There was Misery played a show with Night Feeder and some other bands. Flower, Poison I think. Ruin. Poison Ruin, Destruct, Enzyme show. And we, because we didn't go to Enzyme, we were like, well, shit. You, I know you said, oh, they're playing tomorrow. It's like, let me look and see what the show is tomorrow. Yes, I and c- it was like, oh, shit. Fuck that. Let's go to the show tomorrow. It's cheaper, and it has more bands that I think are better. Yes, I'm bummed about missing Destruct. Part of me is it's it's tough because I would have liked to see Destruct, and I I have a my gut tells me Enzyme was better at the show on Friday after we played because I heard someone got injured by the guitarist running around with his guitar. But I think going to the show the next day was a good choice because we saw some bands that we wouldn't have seen if we didn't decide to go to that. He is the greatest Israeli soldier the world has ever known. But it was time for a change. I wanted to leave the army. What will you do? I want to cut and style hair. This summer, he's entering a new world. You ever cut a sister's hair before? Sister, brother, grandma, grandpa. Have you ever worked with dreads before? (laughs) Creature! Okay, he stopped me. I have the job, right? And pursuing his dream. You have never cut hair before. I will do whatever it takes. Okay. Soon the whole world will be silky smooth. So who's next? Now, his old life. You're an Israeli counter-terrorist? No. Oh, no, 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 it was very cool. He think I have nice curls that go well with a full face. Idiot! On June 6th. Stay out of my business, Mustafa. Yeah! This is not my name. Was that your feet? Adam Sandler. Smell it, smell it, now take it. That's for you. You don't mess with a Zohan. Have you ever worked with kids before? At least it's a good time to shave his neck. I would get him quick. All right, and we're back. And we're going to be uh. digging into our second day in Pittsburgh. Uh, what did, did we do? Oh, yeah, on the first night, yeah, we went back to the hotel. We watched a movie, Don't Mess with the Zohan. <laughs> wow. Which, Dude. Man. No, no, no. We finished. We watched oh, the ending really of. Oh, that really Grown Ups movie. The end of, we watched the end of Grown Ups 2. Can't believe how bad that which, was. That sucked complete shit that out of my ass. That was definitely one of the. Yeah, like the ending where it's like, I'm going to spoil it for everybody who hasn't seen it. But like, you know, Adam Sandler and the, that fat guy, Kevin James, and like all those other guys. They're like, like fighting. Like Nick Swords and like suck some guy off or yeah, something. He's like, time to suck. Yeah, spoiler alert for Grown Ups 2. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. 
Yeah, but they, they beat up like with the Zohan though. That was yeah. pretty funny. This is uh, that's awesome. I it's fell epic. asleep like twenty minutes into it. I think I but, saw uh, it's it's a great Israeli out. propaganda film. You know, but they're also they it is obviously, but one of the I think the reason it's such effective propaganda is because they are making fun of Israelis. That's also true. Like Zohan keeps talking about going to disco and like. He has an accent that is. Uh, See, the I didn't Israeli realize. Accent. Right, it's like, do they actually sound like they're French? Like, yeah, that? yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. It's a weird accent, and uh, yeah, I I got up to the part where he like his rival, like his his Palestinian equivalent, who I think is named Phantom. Yes. Opens. He has like a kebab business, like a chain. And people are, but Zohan wants to be a hairdresser, so he escapes New York, and these Israelis are looking. For, he obviously he predictably like falls in love with a Palestinian girl, and then I don't know what happens after that. But it doesn't I mean, matter. It's Adam Sandler. You really can't go wrong with that funny with the person. Fucking goat, and man. Nick Swardson's in it too. Probably the best comedic actor. A guy who's got, d- definitely funny. What's his the character you got in Reno? Bucky Larson and the Sandman together. What's his one, character in Reno Nine One One? Terry. Terry. Oh, dude, Terry is funny. I like Terry. Where he rollerblades, but he's like a gay guy or something, right? And his dad is Paul Rubin, R.E.P. That is funny from the movie. But again, the Sandman and Bucky Larson. I mean, you can't get much can't better than wrong. that. You really can't. So, yeah, we got a we great reception at the hotel. By the way, the uh, lady yeah, at the, the front desk was uh, fantastic, and she, yeah, you're really. Uh, I was being uncharacteristically charming um, when we got to Pittsburgh because, uh, I don't know, I was in a good mood. And she told me that a boy band w- just checked into, and I said, oh, another one? I thought we were the only one in <laughs> right. town. She was like, there's a boy band with a guy who like also looks like a Walmart shopper. And a- <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a Walmart shopper. And I was like. But, like, but more disheveled. <laughs> somehow more disheveled, which makes him less of a Walmart shopper. So we already had tickets to the later show on Saturday yeah. or one of them. That was. Yes. And we'll get to that later. The one we kind of spontaneously agreed to because what I what I had said was like all right I'll skip the show on Friday but I gotta see Enzyme this weekend I really wanted to see them because they're from Australia they're probably not gonna be here again uh and we decided and I said if you guys didn't want to go I'd go by myself if I had to but we ended up all going to this day show at a place called Babyland it was like a warehouse kind of space with a big backyard which is really cool very cool spot. Started early. We we checked in and got our wristbands and everything at like noon, but we didn't watch everybody. Yeah, first band was Positive Thinking, which some locals I know, uh, our good friend uh, Jordan from Illiterates and Necroheads and a bunch of other bands. Jordan? Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, remember? Oh, or, yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, our friend Jordan who gave us, we asked our, our buddy Jordan from Illiterates and Speed Plans where to get food in the neighborhood. And he said? Chipotle and also like a stop and shave or save. A stop store. and save, yeah. But yeah. then, and then like, good thing we didn't listen to Jason because, you know, we found our own, uh, it was a pizzeria called Pronto Pizza with some uh, furry artwork in the window. Yeah, and there was a Chinese place. There was like six restaurants closer than the Chipotle. So yeah. shout out to Jason for that one. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Thank Justice. you, Jeffrey. So we go there. So we, we get there. Positive thinking, local hardcore punk band. Uh, they're pretty good. Uh, the singer, she was really tying out. I was, as I went, out, went looked up, I was like, Damn, she is really small. You looked up, singer. and then you had to look down. I kind of had to look down. But I think the problem was was that it's, it's not that she was that small. She wasn't, like, 
sub should maybe around like five foot or something like that which is not that small but like i mean i think they're pretty small it's pretty small but like sub four sub five foot is like really weird but like their base their base player was like big. seven foot tall. Yeah, he was like six and a half. Yeah, so just like six a, and, like six. Anybody and a half who stands next to somebody that like you know was like dude, six yeah, eight, it's like oh, like I, me fucking... and Cougar were like she looks small, but that guy looks really damn tall. <laughs> so it's like okay, and they were pretty good. Well, that's that positive thinking you're that we're talking. About. And uh, they're pretty good. And then eventually we left to go get um, some food. Pronto so pizza. we missed SMT and. Maybe Mexican Coke. I don't know. I don't even know if Mexican Coke played. I don't think they ended up playing. I don't even know if they were there. Which good is, uh, you remember from this uh, podcast previously, we said uh, we're not we're not team Mexican Coke, unfortunately. Um, no diss to them as people. You know, it's just like your band's not that good, and you have like two songs on streaming right now. So it's like, I still cares? haven't listened to them. Uh, Pronto quality is like really bad. Pronto Pizza to ex- Pronto Pizza was way out of Mexican a little Coke. bit on what. Tim said they had a drawing uh, on their door. It said pizza for cool cats at Jack Rabbit speed. And it was a a cat with like sunglasses serving a pizza pie to like it had like gold chains and like a like a sideways hat. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. And it was serving pizza to a rabbit lady kind of akin to probably a Space Jam kind of vibe. But she was turned oh, around. Oh, Lola Bonnie, right. Yeah, so you could see yeah. her, like, low-rise like, jeans. And, and like, her, her side boob. Yeah, her rabbit booty. It was pretty, it was, it was pretty it side was rabbit awesome. I went in there, crazy. and I, I, I and see then, that, and I'm like. There was also, like, the guy who's, like, outside of that pizza, like, in the drawing. He was, like, it was some, like, other rabbit who was, like, damn, that 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 rabbit bitch is thick. Yes, it was something along those lines. That was after we tried to go to a Chinese place, and they told me they weren't open. They were still doing construction. And we also looked at an Indian restaurant, but the buffet wasn't open. And we were also selecting things, keeping in mind that we looked pretty rough. Tim, in particular, had on a uh, shirt that isn't really, like, much of a shirt. The whole side of it is kind of ripped. But... It's missing. Um, it's, uh... yeah, I mean, because there was also, I mean, I found, I know how you're a big Turkish food fan. Oh, yeah. I found the Turkish grill. Yeah, and I'm hearing that name, and I'm thinking it's like a little hole in the wall, like this place, Cedar up the street. It looked and very unassuming. It looked t- totally unassuming. I walk in, and it looks very fancy inside, which, pro tip, if you are looking for some good food and you're willing to spend a little bit of, bit of money, if it looks like a nowhere place on the outside and then the inside looks really nice, it's probably really good. And yeah. uh, so next time I'm in Pittsburgh for not playing a show where I'm not having already spent a bunch of money on alcohol, I'll be checking out the Turkish Grill probably. I, sh- I should have just bought a shirt at the show. That's so then we could have went to the yeah. Turkish Grill. I was going to say, do you, do you want some more shirts? I'm going to probably get rid of some of mine. No, actually, I uh, actually yeah, that would be cool. But, oh, I mean, you, you, I you get free a, shirts. a wicked new shirt today at work that I forgot to bring yes, home. Yes, oh, a wicked one. Very wicked. But, uh, yeah, I have the picture of, I will be posting the Pronto picture, Pronto Pizza picture. I got a delicious hoagie, as they call it there. Yeah, I got hoagie too, bro. I got fucking. I got a pronto club. hoagie. You got like a club hoagie. Yeah, that's. I, I should have got steak that. hoagie. The hero I got was just just okay, but it was it was. I needed some food. Good oh, the, fries. You definitely should have got because my sandwich was actually sandwiches really looked bomb. Yeah. And then we walked back. I think eighty HD was playing when we walked no, back. When we got I'm back, wrong. the band ICD Ten was playing. I didn't watch them. Did you watch them? Uh, I watched them. They're pretty good. Like noisy punk stuff from Philly. My friend. Okay, I remember this now. Yeah. Steph uh, mentioned that uh, she is friends with them, I believe. 
I kind of, I, this day seemed like it was the most like, very that, punk. Like, like raw punk. Yeah, a lot of for like sure, noisier sure. kind of stuff. And and it, and it, yeah, the vibe was definitely different. I mean, it wasn't a conventional venue, so the whole time there were people hanging out up back. There was a skate ramp. People were doing tattoos. People were doing whippets. There were vendors. People were doing whippets. People were drinking partying. a bottle of tequila. Yes, people who will remain unnamed were. They drinking. had. Um, I mean, I was one of them. So. They had some yeah, delicious um, pouch juices. I didn't try those. Uh, those are good. I, I had one. It was delicious. Um. My my sonid Miss my conid my son M Y C O N I D played, uh, band from Pitts uh, Pittsburgh uh, my Portland. Uh, my apartment was that the death metal kind of band. Death metally crust kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, it's pretty so good. What I tried sounded to, good. What I it figured out that works for big shows like this because I will get burnt out. Is every band I try to watch like thirty between thirty seconds and a minute and a half of it at the beginning. If that can overwhelm my like desire to not be inside watching music when it's hot out, that means they're really good, and I don't want to miss the set. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I I tried to stick to that pretty good. I will say, huge advantage to Skull Fest, huge contrast with when I went to Tied Down Fest is is so important to me. I could fucking leave and walk around and come back. Being yeah. stuck in the same venue for hours and hours and hours is really, at this point, almost impossible for me. And then there really wasn't even anything like outside of that venue either, right? Oh, tied down fest? Yeah, you couldn't fucking walk anywhere from yeah, there. Yeah, like, no. you said there's like what, like a gas station a that ga- didn't sell beer? There's a gas station that didn't sell beer and a diner that I was I did not want to go to from everything I'd heard about it. Yeah. Oh, they got That's cockroaches smoking cigarettes in there? Probably. But... 80 HD, 80 HD played after, and yeah. uh, I watched them because I was like, oh, I love, I really like their own love. I really like their LP that mm-hmm. dropped this year. Uh, very good. Um, kind of crazy, spastic, American, hardcore influence stuff. Um, I like the name, too. Yeah, I like the name. The name is kind of cool. It's unconventional. And uh, vocalist kind of does is has like more like. I don't want to say death metal vocals, but like not like there's a metal edge. There's for like sure. a a raw, gruff, you know, like an growly kind of edge. edge. <laughs> uh, not really indecipher in an indecipherable vocal style as opposed to just shouted punk style. Yeah, and, um, and but but it does have like metal grind, edge. I guess you know what it kind of almost reminds me of. I hope no one takes this the wrong way. It reminds me a little bit of what the scowl vocals used to sound like when they played hardcore. That was actually yeah. when I tried listening to that band. Yeah. What, I, what I liked about them at first was she had this kind of unique metal influence vocal style. Now, ADHD that's soaked in delay is, is the style, but I, I like them. They do have kind of a style. There's elements of it that are very in vogue right now, the sort of spastic U.S. style hardcore, but with a lot of delay. But they had it. I could hear other influences too. There's a metal inflection on the vocals. There's some like D beat, raw punk sounds in there too. And I, I like kind of mixing those things together. Um, staying on the topic of scowl, uh, we were at the hotel watching TV, and uh, guess what we heard on the commercial, the Taco yep. Bell commercial, the scowl song. That's right. Which sounds- I have heard. I've heard that before, but I've only heard it on like Hulu. So to hear it on like normal TV was like whoa. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I got to be real here. It did sound like stock, like, you know, extreme skateboarder 90s. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> yeah. mean, good good for them. I mean, if their goal was to have a song, a Taco Bell commercial. They, they did it. They sure, they did it. And I'm not surprised because that sure as shit sounds like a song that would be in a Taco Bell commercial. I would have never thought twice about it 
Oh, it was were, radical. Were it not? Yeah, it was it, radical. It, it yeah. made me want to say tubular. It's, he, it, I bet Poochie likes that song. Here, here's sense. my thing with I listened to an episode of Axe Grind, like that podcast a lot, and they're talking about like the whole energy plant thing, which I I think they came up. Patrick Kinlan, a uh, smart guy, older than a smart smart guy. He came up with a very similar thing that we you and me kind of came up with. I came up with it specifically, more importantly, too, uh, that, like, people are saying industry plan as a way to deflect from what they actually want to say. Right, like, that's that's how you say, like, oh, they're bad. Now. They're bad. The, the thing that we came up is is that, like... Oh, they actually just suck. We <laughs> think people just want to say they suck versus what they said, which is, like, oh, it's not, my band should be getting that opportunity, which I don't know, again... I don't know anyone that doesn't like Scowl that, like, is in that hardcore scene. You know what I mean? And who would also want... Anyone that I know that doesn't like Scowl is, like, is is Skullfest. You know what I mean? but at the same time, I agree with them. I think anyone who's, like, expending a lot of energy, like... I don't know who is. And and again, I I don't know anyone who actually is, like, rallying rallying against Scowl that is not, like... Really, even doing that in the first place, or again, yeah, I don't, don't even have really a band. That. Like I said, that's, that is yeah. why my policy is I'm I don't rip on that band or say they're bad because for me personally, that would I couldn't see that any way other than me being jealous. So I don't do it. I well, just think that I yeah, I, correct me from a musical level. I just don't think that band's that good. Well, it's whatever. It's, it's no Black Braid situation. No Black Braid. But, you know what? But the one criticism I did like is the one you had, Tyler, of yeah. uh, just the meme of. The Virgin Scowl versus the Chad Bonk Bonk. I like yes. that. Like the Virgin Scowl releases a ton of new music tailored to be uh, commercially successful. Tours extensively, uh, markets their music heavily in order to obtain a music career. Uh, the Chad Bonk Bonk uh, nibbles on Tim Armstrong's ear for a couple minutes to obtain yeah, a music maybe career. Gives it a lick and the- Re- releases one music video <laughs> and song that I've listened to an embarrassing number of times. Yeah, the ch- the Virgin. The Virgin Cat Moss. Uh, versus the well, Chad. What the, the versus the Chad. Uh, what's her name? Bonk Bonk. Bonk Bonk Lady. Uh, the She's Virgin, the only person in the music video. It's not a band. Uh, the Virgin Cat Moss will, uh, w- when you get home, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, oh, you, can hit, you can hit my vape pen, I guess. The Chad Bonk Bonk girl, she's got a blunt rolled up, rolled up for right. you already. Right, but then all, another point that uh, the Virgin Chad uh, Chad Moss uh, would be like the no, Virgin uh, Moss, <laughs> the, the Virgin Chad Moss, the Virgin Cat Moss. Um, she would be like, yeah, I got Taco Bell. Now the Bonk Bonk lady, she'd be like, oh, I got Del Taco, baby. See, to me, the Virgin, the Chad Bonk Bonk lady, the Virgin Cat Moss, she. You get home, and she's like, well, I guess we can Uber Eats, like, Taco Bell. And then, to me, the Chad Bonk Bonk lady, you get home, she's made she's made you dinner. She's made you oven fries. She's actually... She's made you, like, she she's made, like, burgers on the oven that, like, are just fine. They're a little overcooked, but it's... The way I looked at her is, it's, like, <laughs> just a, a person that works, like, she's a lady that works at, like... A store on the Jersey Shore, right at like a knickknack store with the like, stupid like fucking stupid license plates with like like you know your kid's name yeah. on it. That's what I want. My, my I don't know that you're going a little trad wife with it. I think it's bonk bonk lady. It's more but I'm like, like it's not actual trad no, wife. It's, not. it's like suburban like 
trashy trad wife. But like, but kind of old. I think I think I, I think I would come but home and kind she, of old. I come home and she would uh, ask me to go pick up Taco Bell, and I would rush out the door and drive I, as fast as I see, could. Now, see, I like that anything too. She wanted, see, yeah. I feel like I'd come home and there'd be a note that says I'm leaving. <laughs> that would eventually have. That's why you For somebody who has more money and who's better looking. You better go so. pick up that Taco Bell. Um. <laughs> like the version, the Chad Bonk Bonk lady would be like willing to like commit like petty crimes with you like late at night, like after leaving the bar at like yeah. one thirty in the morning. Uh, bottom line is right. I've listened to that song. That song so is a much. plague on my fucking brainstem. I it's can't awesome. stop listening. Oh, it's uh, the best bad thing I've heard in years. Another another good way to tell how that this is good, that Bong Bong is good. Uh, during our set, I was, uh, and during a, between songs, I was like, anybody hear that new Bong Bong song? Really good. Uh, to which the response was a uh, cricket straight up. I don't think any of the Twitter None of mutuals the- that I have, that we have on our Twitter, uh, or X, I should say, uh, would be willing to <laughs> admit that yeah. they know that. Oh. But <laughs> when I did ask about the transplants, people did say, were like, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then you said, I was just wondering, we're not about to play one of their songs, and I heard someone yell, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I heard, heard that, I would have been like, fuck you. I would have been yeah, like, hey, dude. What do you got against Skinhead Rob? Yeah. I remember being like 12 years old and like listening to transplants and it's just like, and I'm over here like, man, skinhead Rob, I totally get what you mean. And it's like, I don't get what you mean, skinhead Rob. I thought that shit was so cool though. That was a very natural transition <laughs> from being really into gorillas and then deciding. I, you I know like what? Punk. I totally lied about sense. that. I'd never listened to transplants when I was 12. I did listen to the gorillas though. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like the transplants, they are better than both, um, uh, Rancid and Blink 180. Okay. Yes, I agree. Um, I've never it, listened. Go, to, I've never really listened to Rancid. To be Rancid, they're not better than way Rancid. down Blink 180. Yeah, but uh, let's keep going. Uh, after ADHD again, good set. My con watched most. Watched most of their set. Then, so the reason why I wanted to go was because you wanted to see Enzyme, and I saw Enzyme, KOS, Kinetic Orbital Strike. Phantom and ADHD, and I was like, those four bands alone, I'm going. I had no idea who Phantom was. I've heard Phantom. I know their, their demo was released on tape via 11 p.m. records. And I think I listened to it. Maybe it was probably on Demo Listen. I probably listened to it once, listened to a, a couple songs. Pretty good, whatever. One of those things that just kind of leaves your brain because you're just hearing so many new punk right. rec- records and stuff that's cool. Hands down, in my opinion, best set. Of the fest, like I, I, it was, it was one of those things where I they they started playing, and I was just like, my like jaw almost like fit. No, I, I I agree with you. I don't think no other band at that fest uh, grabbed me like they did. And I say this, I pretty much, I really only went to that show to see Enzyme, and I didn't really expect to like any of the other bands particularly. And Phantom, they were really there were a lot of bands I liked, but that was the band of the fest that had the effect of I more so than any other where I was like I cannot leave this room right now because I might miss what they're going to do next and there, it was so so good there was a point where like I'm going to be honest tears started welling up in my eyes I didn't end up crying but it was just like this is a, the best thing I've ever seen well they, like, they encapsulated everything this that, is what punk this is what I fucking want to yeah. see 
it it wasn't like a super particular subgenre of punk. I would say broadly, it was like U.S. hardcore inspired, but it was fast. But it also had breakdowns. It had a little bit of a rock and roll edge again. Those little pentatonic leads, which uh, what's it called? ADHD did that too, which I mm-hmm. appreciated. But it was that. It had the rock and roll energy because the singer was like obnoxious. Like he seemed like he was baiting the crowd a little bit. Just it's just yeah. that energy, like. And if you've never seen a band that has that energy, you might not know what I mean. It's hard to describe. And I, sadly, I bet there's lots of people out there who have never seen a band that had that energy. But it's that fucking, like, not in, like, an over-the-top G.G. Allen way, just a bubbling beneath the surface, a, like, fuck you, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, just a madman, come you know? at, Come at me, bro, kind of energy. Like, he, he did a move our singer does occasionally where he put the mic up to the speaker so it fed back. Yep, that it, was awesome. It I was, was like, yes, it's Cougar, you didn't do it this time. Yeah. Well, you know what he did instead? He put, he put his boot around his neck like a neck. <laughs> yes, that was, that was cool. I didn't yeah. notice that, and then I heard it. I, well, I, you know what? I looked down, and I saw that he had one boot on, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what happened. Nope. And then I skipped, we just kept playing. You just and didn't look at his neck region. I didn't look at his neck. And then, it was dark in there actually, too. Somebody brought that out to me. They were they were just like, "What was what was that thing he was doing?" I'm like, the "I don't know." It was back. cool. <laughs> That's so sick, dude. You know, we got. I might do that next time and do it like how they used to. Like, do you remember when people did that? They they'd put their their like a pair of sneakers around their neck. No, they'd you tie them what? together. No, there's a remember. Nick Cannon movie where oh, he does. Wait that. a minute, that was in Step Bros too, wasn't it? Maybe. I thought they did some shit like that. I that swear moment. to God, that w- guys, I promise you that was a thing that, like, I don't want to say. Well, you know what I'm going to do next did time? did that in particular, but that it was a thing that happened. I want to play a venue where we have telephone wires going over the stage, and then that way I can take my boots, throw them over the fucking wires, and be like, there, there we go. All right. Yeah. We're okay, we're ready. Folks. Let the crack selling begin, because that's what this means. <laughs> because we're about to be pumping out some All fucking right. some get rocks the, get the tray get the trays ready guys <laughs> we can't get um, that right now but, but so phantom anyway <laughs> phantom Bl- amazing set uh then kinetic orbital strike played very good unfortunately they followed up that set that has chris olsh from hatred surge shout out to alex uh if you're listening um this was like one of his newer bands very very like proper like noisy raw D beats. Yeah, stuff. I watched some of it. It did musically was on point. As you said, that that energy that Phantom had is is very rare, and it's I, I'll, I'll at another date think of a better way to describe it. But it's just yeah, volatile, but just underneath the surface, and it's hard to follow up. But uh, and then we I watched some of Enzyme. You watched all of Enzyme. I watched all of Enzyme. I don't normally wear earplugs. Maybe I should. I normally don't. This, you should. The second that motherfucker started sound checking, I bought some immediately because I could feel my ears getting damaged. He had two guitar heads, uh, fridge bass cab for his guitar, and two cabs, uh, regular cabs. And uh, I did watch him. They were, again, marred by technical difficulties. There's a part on their record where the singer does like a speech thing over this kind of brooding music. That got completely fucked up because you can hear his vocals, but they fixed it. They were less damaged by the kind of following up phantom because they did have there was a lot of their set did not feel super safe there was some unpredictability to it both because of how dangerously loud it was how crazy people were going 
and the singer did like go out into the crowd and, and get wild a little bit. They definitely didn't disappoint me. I think that band is super impressive. They're doing the noise punk thing. Pogo-y, very Pogo friendly, but way the songwriting is a big cut above most noise punk bands they're like really good songs another also, another dangerous element they're from australia yes you gotta be careful of that i am primed to like it if i know they're from australia and yeah they were great the singer looked crazy he's an older australian guy with a big mohawk did he have a boomerang no it, it, probably so. tucked in his jacket how about I the will, broken hat i will also say that was like some of the most insane like guitar tones like I've ever seen. It was nuts. It I, was nuts. It was fucking brutal. It was over, but it was, but it was good. I had to wear earplugs to physically like be in the room, but it wasn't just like loud and painful. Like it was dialed in, and and he nailed the sound he was going for. And I like the bass player had some like uh, samples queued up on his. There was like a synth thing he did. Those cool. So they they're really good. What's the uh, the bass player looked like? Uh, they were playing. Like uh, an aluminum neck bass too, like I would I saw it with like the headstock. Yeah, and it's like I really wanted to get closer, and I was just like I don't really want to like, I don't want the whole set. But if mm-hmm. that's the case, I mean that made that was like yes, that makes total sense. I would. Yeah, yeah. You know, also probably so much easier to fly with like a aluminum neck bass, knowing that like it's not gonna break. Mm-hmm. You really can't break those. It's kind of hard. But uh, that was great. Great first show. Uh, that yes. day and then we went to another show also real quick great moment since we talked about Phantom a lot I will say I walked up and introduced myself said I liked their set mentioned I played in Leaking Head and they were immediately like oh yeah I know Leaking Head I like you guys which was a great moment because I'm that still so I'm, I'm not here. used to hearing that from again I didn't even know who they were going into this so I and, was stoked uh, on that I'll be seeing them I guess hopefully on Sunday sweet if we go yeah. they're opening uh, for uh, Iron Long yeah? Iron Long and Brain Tourniquet so that should be fun uh, show two, uh, less bands considered. I don't say considered, but less bands. But that is there was uh, what was there was like the, five or six. I think six. The the yeah. dissidents opened, which yeah. I don't think we caught them. I we think missed, we showed up. We Unfortunately, had to miss them. First band we saw was our friends in Wet Specimens. This was at a big like rock venue. Too. Yeah, there was like yeah. two. There was like two levels to there's, it. There's, there's a bal- levels, There's actually. a balcony. There were like four bars. It looked like a place that like a huge cover band would play or just any like big band. No, like forget cover bands. Like it was like a music hall basically. Yeah. Well, this was like another, you know how you were talking about like, Oh, you ever go to a place that like looks unassuming and then like you actually go inside and it's like kind of dude, that's yeah. how it felt. I was like, Oh, I mean, it's just fuck? like, damn that play. I couldn't believe how fucking big that, that, uh, venue was. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but it doesn't really matter. Thunderbird cafe, Thunderbird cafe and cafe. music hall. Okay. Music hall and cafe, I think. But, um, that uh, we wet specimens started off really good. Uh, unfortunately, there was some though. sort of technical difficulties, maybe with the guitar head guitar. It just started getting very quiet. Uh, pretty much only bass drums and vocals at like near the the last like three or two or three songs. I think the sound guy at this show kind of did everybody dirty for a lot of the sets. For the first like three sets, yeah. Um, then I left. Yes. I didn't see then va- it was vaccine that was after right yeah vaccine wet specimens were I will say they have an LP we're playing their LP release on Friday really good band doesn't sound like Great anything band. else it's like ha- definitely hardcore but with like gothy post-punk guitar tone but they're not doing a kind of formulaic let's mix those two things kind of thing it's organic sounding yeah, yeah I don't I don't really feel like they had like they I don't think they musically I don't think they sounded too 
goth like maybe more on the tone and shit no it's it has some of the spirit of goth like it's brooding sounding but it's it's not just taking cliches from different places and putting them together it's it's very organic sounding vaccine i liked a lot that was one of my favorites of day two uh their singer as i said had a very wadi kind of look but i like them because you know, we talked about a little in our UKD2 episode. There's sort of, as far as UKD2 or, like, spiky punk stuff goes, there's kind of a less abrasive, like, anthemic sing-along strain of it, like early exploited would be one-way system. And then there's, like, raw punk, where it's, like, more aggressive, abrasive. They kind of mixed the two. They were between the two. They had, like, both more aggro-sounding, like, abrasive songs, but also, you know, parts... Guitarist was great. He played in ADHD too. I think his name's Mike, and uh, he was busting out some of those Blitz lead parts with the suspended force and shit. And it was a good mix of closely interrelated styles that are still generally distinct to me. So I, I want to go check out their recordings because I like them a lot. Where is uh, Vaccine from? They are from New York City. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then, following up them is Sheermag. Yeah. Why the fuck they didn't have them play last? I I think was. I think for the sake of the people who went on after them, it would have been best to have them last because they were had the biggest crowd. Yeah, um, which makes sense. I think they're probably the biggest band. Yeah, you know, kind of weird that they were on the show. Kind of weird, honestly. They really they did not fit with like any of the other bands. I feel like no, they should have like played like Friday with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah upstairs, that would have yeah. made sense. Or shuffled it around so like. I don't know. We were downstairs with Defiance or something. But I, I think someone in Poison Ruin plays in Sheermag or played in Sheermag, I think. Interesting. Okay. Because um, they're from Binghamton. The I big, who. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, the big takeaway I got from it, is, and, and Cougar pointed this out to me, he says that he thought some of the members were doing blow backstage before Ooh. they played, and I kind of agree. Possibly. I saw them wiping their nose from a lot. Philly. I mean, I don't And know. also the singer was wearing... Shades Sun. on stage, which she might do weird. that normally. I don't. I can't remember, but uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't even be saying this. But uh. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you they wouldn't have been the only ones at that show. No. I don't think no. But overall, I first time seeing Sheermag. Love that band. Been a fan for a minute. Haven't been able to see them live. Great set. Besides them, just like it's just one of the things. Not didn't play long enough. There was like. Probably a handful of songs that I wish I had seen them play. I was kind of surprised by how short they're... I mean, they played for like a half hour. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, because that's like a pretty fucking big band, it right? Is. Yeah. I, 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 let me let me check... Uh, let me see how many monthly listeners they have. I know, I know they're pretty big. Um, I, though, they, they, they play with like... They did a tour with like some weird band where it kind of made no sense, but... 112,000 on spotify it's pretty pretty damn good yeah probably Um, the most listeners out of any band on those any of the show i have been putting off deep diving into that band for years i've heard enough to know that i i think i would like it and i I liked their songs at that show but them more so than any of the other bands i think the sound guy couldn't make them sound the way they needed to he was not getting her vocals right something needed all the vocals were too loud her vocals were so loud when they first came on it was like painful well what did the, the sound guy? I mean, what he looked like a metal guy, right? 
Yeah, totally. Older guy. So yeah, I don't know if he like what what was up with it. Like if it's like it's like, he I probably that's not how he, he normal. He probably is. didn't know how to handle any of those bands. Sheer Mag least of all out of any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. They're kind of it. It was people always told me it sounded like Thin Lizzy. It doesn't, but I understand why people would say that. It's got the dual guitars, but the it's, guitar the guitar player who soloed was pretty good. Oh, that's so yeah. He ripped at soloing. Uh, it was it was very good. They. Uh, they did need to feel your love, which is one of my great song, great songs. One of my and great songs. They covered at the end. Come on, feel the noise. Oh yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was a great, yeah. great cover song. Uh, so they were well, really. Well, they good. played the Quiet Riot version. Yes. They didn't do the Slade. They version. didn't do the Slade version. They really did. Uh, then, <clears throat> and you could tell that like they didn't rehearse it because she was looking at like the lyrics. Um, she was <laughs> absolutely she was what like on her phone or some shit no it was on like a piece of paper oh that's what that paper was yes. on the microphone stand. wasn't the okay. set list um because i will say this that band like was able to just go into songs like it was like they're not even like trying it's like they knew exactly what the fuck how to, i, like, I know i did stuff. notice that and i appreciate it's crazy that i was like damn i want to be like that yes yeah, um, here but uh then next up we have the thing that I was probably maybe looking forward to maybe the most, in a sense, The Crosses. A.K.A. The Kreutzen. Playing their Yeah, by this self. point, I was getting very tired and was very drunk. But, And honestly, I l- like the De Kreutzen stuff a lot. It hasn't stayed in regular rotation with me over the years. And I don't know why, because it's really good and I, I love it. I didn't, for whatever reason, feel like stoked on seeing them. I guess my expectations were kind of low, mm-hmm. especially as someone who... Would recognize all the songs, but didn't like know them by heart. But uh, I was almost immediately disabused of the idea that I wasn't going to enjoy this set. It was, that was really impressive. That was one of the best quote unquote legacy acts I've ever seen. Absolutely, well, no, dude, hands down. We could tell it was crazy because like the first, you know, they start with the first song on the first album, and it's just like, damn, they sped this up like, uh, the, the double time. Uh, I don't know about double time, but like the fact that it was sped up at all is like. Because, like, I remember we watched, we, we've all seen Negative Approach. Probably the, the, the standard of, like, how good your legacy act is. Yeah. Coming from 80s hardcore. Um, we then, not too long ago, we were watching, like, footage of, like, Why Die. And it was like, ugh. Yeah. This is rough. Um, don't know if I want to see them, to be honest. I do. Well, I think we are. <laughs> but not because it's good, but I, I do no, want to well, see it. No. I'm not going to say any more on that. I don't know about that. So it's like, oh, okay, this can go, it's obviously can go one of two ways. It's either going to be old man energy, like, gosh, should hang it up, or, uh, you know, it's going to be pretty you sick. Still got it. And, man, so the, the only, Dan Koblinski is the only, I think, original member. Which one is that? The singer. Oh, who are those other people? No idea. Okay. Like, they, they are, con- I think the older guy, like the guitarist is like, connected in some way because two two i want to say either half the band or three of the four of them were clearly older the drummer older looking guy too the bass player that was definitely that's like the young guy the young guy yeah with the locust uh sure i'm curious who the other guitarist is because he killed it and those guitar parts are hard yes but the singer is is an og okay that is i think the the big difference between a band like de kreutzen and a band like negative approach negative approach stripped down fairly easy songs yeah. DeCroyton, not at nah. all. Like some very <laughs> complicated, like weird parts coming from like 
the punk scene. I mean, that shit almost kind of sounds like Voip. Exactly. Yeah, that, for sure. They are very much, Voivon de Kreutzen in like 1984 are like one in, it's like there's the punk version and the metal version of like the same band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they absolutely killed it. Like, dude, the singer, Dan, he was fucking like giving oh, it, you could he tell was he was like, the thing that I was like stoked on is you could tell he wanted to be there and do this. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. I would, yeah, they were I would say as good as Negative Approach when I've seen them or close to it, like close enough. I mean, it's hard to compare because they are such different bands anyway, but yeah, definitely was not disappointed by that set. And I, I was like very tempted to leave, I but I watched them and that was, yeah, they were great. Uh, yeah, recommended. I, I would highly recommend if you can catch them to do so. The Re-listen to the first Detroit's and LP. It's like a little long. But like I don't know, it's like I feel like it kind of should be though. Like it kind of should. It's supposed it's supposed to feel like, especially with the song they close with, it's supposed to feel a little bit long. Oh, that song "All White," which is like ends yeah, the, first, yeah. the first half. That song is like so sick. Oh, it's great. That's that's my favorite one. Uh, the last band to play was Appendix. I we're all super burned out by this point. I was the only one who really wanted to see this band. I because I did physically want to leave because of how I felt I could compromise inside I was only going to watch part of their set I wish they played earlier and with more people there because they sounded great like musically it was totally on point this is for those who don't know this is a Finnish hardcore band from the early 80s really really good different than a lot of other Finnish stuff more melodic couldn't sing along the songs don't know the language but definitely a band where you would recognize the songs and be able to make noises to them they sounded great but they needed the energy of a crowd going crazy because I did notice the singer was his vocal sounded good, but he was just kind of standing there. And, and I don't think that's just because he old because like I, I think that's kind of how the singer was in that band. Mm-hmm. Maybe probably based on the videos I've seen or like and you don't have to run around the stage like crazy to be a good front man. There's other ways to do that. But by that point, you know, I think I we were probably not alone in being burnt out and ready to leave. And it would have been nicer to seeing that appendix set or based on what little I saw of it. I think in front of a crowd where people are like pogoing and super into it would have been awesome. But, mm. you know, show was a little too long. Sheer Mag maybe could have played last. Yeah, it's just one. It's just a thing with these fests where like. Everyone thinks that you can go like four days as hard as possible, but it's just like it's not going to happen, man. No, no. Like, people are burnt out by like 10 p.m., mm-hmm. you know, like that's just the, the hard facts. And yeah. like especially when like you're, you know. You have like these legacy acts that don't have like that the people that are going to be into it are going to be older people. Like I'm sorry, there's not going to be like 17, 18, 20 year olds. Although, as Tim pointed out earlier, one thing I did want to talk about a little bit before we wrap up. This is the most. It's not a negative thing, but one thing that did make me concerned, especially at that second show we went to on Saturday, though across my mind earlier. I I think Tim is right that there were like. Not a lot of younger people there. I would stand by my statistic of 70% of the people there, if not more, were in their late 20s at least. And that, I don't love that because it does make it feel very much like this is just we're going to our high school reunion year after year. That was kind of a depressing thought I had. Yeah, but like, think about the bands that played. It kind of makes sense. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, and there was also really... like, dude, there was like three other shows that day too. Like, yeah, and I don't know what those. At, were, I don't know what there's those three like shows show. that night. No, that's so, that's true. I just I'm hoping like, 
this style of music doesn't if this style of music and i i get punk's been dead since it was born but in terms of like people's involvement with it and the possibility for there to be new trends new developments all i'm saying is i i don't i think if i continue to be involved in this stuff and the majority of the people involved just kept aging with me and it 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 would start to feel like again the high school reunion thing or just feel more like a hobbyist thing to me and i i I would i don't want to see that happen and and again there's other shows i don't know what that was like this hasn't been my experience going to punk shows in the past couple years for the most part there's usually more younger people there and it's nothing against skull fest at all it's just kind of a thought i had that made me feel a little concerned and i hope that it i hope that that's all it is is a neuroses i mean because here's the thing every like couple weeks a month or so someone on twitter is like oh man like i'm sick of beatdown bands and like you know we need that someone recently was like bands got to start doing stuff like early trash talk and serum like early ceremony and stuff like that sort of beatdown and it's like uh eric from uh, wet specimens very correctly was like there's a whole world of this shit that you just don't give a fuck about and right. fuck off like shut up dude yeah fuck it seriously which, we gotta go back to trash talk and ceremony it's like yeah no there's it's like and then the person was like oh i know about that stuff what are you gonna tell me minus sweating this it's like all right why the fuck are you even saying it then you stupid dumb fucking bitch you fucking like, shut the fuck up, you fucking, the fucking loser. Trash talk, like it, like You're the like, fucking loser to like string Like some, like, fucking classic shit. Uh, yeah, shut the fuck up. Who gives a fuck about early yeah, trash talk and ceremony? Bitch. Those bands fucking suck. Fuck your ceremony, too. I am, I am like, anti-ceremony, I think, now, because, like, that band no, put wait, out too dude. many... That band's put out too many bad records. Yeah, a lot like, of bands did dude, that, but... their later stuff fucking sucks. That band can't, like, write a good song. Like... I think the songs on Rainer Park are, like, great songs. I don't know. I stand it's by just those like, songs. The later stuff, I do not get why people like it, but I, I, but like, um, regardless, it's just like, I, I think as as this trend continues, um, uh, younger kids, like sub twenty, twenty three, twenty two year old kids who are getting into it now, they're getting they're into gonna, hardcore by listening to the Deftones. The, those kids are going to eventually want to, like, a significant amount of them are going to want to branch off into something else. Maybe. And they're going to discover. Like, those avenues will be there as long as we keep them up. The avenues people will, will come The to avenues it. will be there, but I think the reality that anyone in our age bracket needs to accept is we're not in control of what those new generations of people are going to like. The same way that the people older than us... You know, there are people older than me who thought the shit that I was into that was adjacent but different from what they were into was really fucking stupid. And they couldn't Mm -hmm. tell me to fucking start listening to Have Heart or whatever they were into. Like, that wasn't happening. So it will be out of our control. Like, we can keep avenues open and we will. But uh, I think in terms of, like, the punk and hardcore subculture generally... There's going to be a process of coming to terms with the fact that, like, of course, people that are a decade plus younger than us might be into a bunch of shit that we don't get at all. And there will also be some over- overlap. But I, the the right strategy would not. And I know this isn't what you're saying, but I feel like there are people 
and always have been who kind of look at it this way and they think it's a positive thing but who look at it as like well sooner or later there'll be a bunch of people who are way younger than me but are into all the same shit i was at their age and they're going to be just like me and i think maybe it was like that at one point but in this day and age with the internet and everything else it's not like that at all but you know, like Deep Disdain, that band, that's not, they don't play my favorite style of music, but they're still awesome. This is a local yeah. band full of kids playing like fucking deathcore, but I like it. So but it not is what like, it is. But not the deathcore. It's like, metalcore. Like, you it's know. more metalcore. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. late yeah. 90s deathcore. Yeah. Kind of. Like beatdown kind of. Yeah, shit. it's more beatdown. So I hope but, everybody, I hope the different yeah. generations can kind of learn from each other. That would be the ideal thing. Yeah. And the only thing that like we can do is like do all ages shows. And, like, honestly, just, like, make shows cool so that people will want to start new bands or be open to hearing new shit. Like, that's the only thing that we can do is, like, yeah, is keep the keep the possibility for young people to be influenced by new cooler shit that isn't fucking turnstile and, like make it interesting enough to where they actually would want to pursue it because like ultimately why the fuck would you want to play pogo punk if everyone that that goes to like pokey punk spiky punk stuff is a fucking asshole or is boring lender it's it's as fun as a wet blanket you know what i mean right yeah it's like that's another thing is that like yeah, I'm gonna go to the hardcore show. It's so much funner looking. Like, totally, yeah, yeah, you know, there's like hotter chicks. There's hotter chicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like stuff like that sounds silly, but like, I think the no, reason it going Not back really. to <laughs> going back to what you said earlier, it's like when we were at the first show, everyone there is there because they like the music. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the distinction. And like, I'm not gonna be a not trying to be a dick, but like, if we're honest, if we're being honest people in hardcore and also punk who are involved with these subcultures and scenes most decent amount of them aren't there aren't going to be there forever and sometimes aren't there a hundred percent for the music Mm -hmm. sometimes it is like a social thing that's fine you paid your ten dollars to get in that's cool it's a a spectrum none of us are there a hundred if we were just were a hundred percent for the music we'd just listen to music at home yeah i would go almost to no shows you know i literally i'd be driving to every show there's nothing wrong with the social element it's all about balance i'm sure there are plenty of people there's probably a ton of people do shit like that yeah yeah of course i mean literally on demolition nate was talking about that going to like see bands like i'm paying my ten dollars i'm standing outside and that's fine. Yeah. Pay your ten dollars, stand outside, hang out with people, see people, maybe. Oh, so it's like a, it is like a social thing for them. Then. Not always. Oh, not always. But like sometimes it can be. It, right, it, can, right. be. it can be. It's it sometimes where it's like wrong with that. You know, I'm here. No. I'm here to hang out. Maybe I'll peek my head in, and I do this too. Maybe I'll peek my head in, watch a song. All right, time to head outside, or time to head to the bar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not not every. It's like, especially when you have like. Band shows with like one touring band. It's like right, okay, right. I don't need to see this local band yeah, that I've seen already five seen, times. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, that I to kind of conclude. Skullfest is a great place to do what you've just described and more. Oh well, we can't forget another vital part of that night: the karaoke. Yes. Oh my god, that was bizarre. That was yeah, uh, that was strange. I had noticed that there was a sign at a hotel about there was karaoke nine to one at the hotel bar. And we were all like, this isn't happening. This isn't going to be a real thing. But I made everybody go down there. And yes, it was. Everyone else there 
had merch from what the one lady described to me as a lifestyle brand called Fuck Lemonade. I won't give you her whole story about where that came from, but uh, it was pretty surreal. It was late at night. There were many drinks before there and a, a few, few there. And uh, Cougar did a great rendition of Stand By Me by Benny King as well as Sinatra's My Way. And I saw an old guy and a much younger woman doing who I don't know if he knew. They knew each other. They sang good time, older, old time rock and roll, and I could not believe how bad it was. That was, uh, I'm going to remember that experience for the rest of my life in so much as I remember it now, which is a little spotty. But there you go. And they had a slot machine. There was one of those digital slots, and there was a guy gambling. And, and it dawned on me, it took some time to, for me to realize they were all from this quote-unquote lifestyle brand, which I've tried to look up. I can't find it anywhere. So I was like, oh, these people are trying to sell me something. Then I was like, I can't buy it. What were I mean, they doing? Could have dodged a bullet. That could have been like some weird cult or some Dude, that's, that's kind of what I feel like, except she didn't give me, you know, when you're selling someone something, marketing rule is end with a call to action. Here's what you can do. If I've interested you, go do this right now. And she did not give me that. All she gave me was a sticker that says fuck lemonade. See, I could also see that it's like, oh, you know, like they could also just be a bunch of fucking idiots who were like, yeah, we're doing this thing. And it's like actually not a thing. That is obviously, I, uh, now I think about it, the obvious, most <laughs> probable scenario. I mean, yeah, you know, wait, 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 what are you talking we're about? We're going to do this thing. The this people fuck at the karaoke bar, thing. they're all from a lifestyle. No, brand. I mean, I'm looking at the Instagram and I'm following, uh, I'm following it on our Instagram right now. So, Oh, they have it? Yeah. I couldn't find them. So they need to. They need to change what they're doing. It's pretty easy. It's F C K L M N. Oh, L M N. Lemonade. So, fuck lemon. Was it lemonade or fuck lemon? It's F U C K L M N A D E. Okay, so that that was the bad branding because you don't leave out all the vowels. You only leave out some of them, so it's fucking confusing. That's why I couldn't find it. But yeah, he left out. It's the E and the O. F C K, right? F U it's F C K L M N A D E. Oh, so they left just one vowel. They left out two, three vowels. The U and fuck. And then the first the E and O and lemon. But and then, then they, they said A D E. Which makes sense. Lemon A. Well, they're doing really good stuff. And I'm hearing that Shout more and more. Them. And I'll be sure to tag them. So thank you to Skullfest for letting Leaking Head play. I hope we can come back next year. And thank you to all of you for listening to the Kings of Punk podcast. Let us know what you think, what kind of episodes you'd like to hear in the future. We got a couple big things planned already. Uh, I'm doing an interview on a, I, I'm going to be a guest on a podcast called Politicor, and we have some other big interviews and stuff planned that we'll be putting together as best as we can. Uh, again, kingsofpunk.com, uh, Cop Pod Official on Instagram, and Kings of Punk Pod on Twitter if you want to get a hold of us. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.
was in the hood, I just thought I'd stop by. Holler at you for a minute. Pour out a little liquor or something. Nigga, we done been through a whole lot of shit together. From running these streets to being down for whatever. And now that you're gone, I got a whole lot of shit to tell you. Things I should have said way back when we was younger. Remember when we used to roll hand in hand And now I'm tripping on how I really miss you, man And remember when you and me would say We'd get up out this hood and everything would be okay It's all good now My nigga, we out the hood now We have the same ideas, but not the same careers We share the same old life, but not the same tears you were my homie, my stony, my roadie, my nigga And never placed no bitch before me Man, I swear to God, I love you for that shit Why you had to get hit? Where was I? What time was it? You were supposed to get older with me On stage, hands on shoulders with me Copping them Range Rovers with me Sitting on things and smoking trees that God had made I turn back the hands of time And take your place Sitting here sipping on this Hennessy Just thinking about What you meant to me My nigga you gone You will always be my nigga Till you made it home I'm still missing you my nigga I'm feeling like the timing was wrong My nigga Till you're smiling down saying Carry on my nigga Sometimes my nights can get long, my nigga Sometimes I feel God did me wrong, my nigga So I had to write a song, my nigga Just to let you know that you still my nigga Son is looking at me like, where's my daddy? And your 13-year-old daughter is mad cause she understands Promised your mama I'd take care of the family But she's so hurt she turns away my helping hands Damn, I wish your ass was here, my nigga To grow that gray beard and smoke that cigar, my nigga And we would talk about you getting up out this game you will tell me how it keeps calling me Never afraid to But sometimes we Asking the Lord They tear down these projects We were homies for like 20 thug years Sat in church and cried the same thug tears You remember when vibe world for me now we used to share the same old gear And remember when you and me would say We'd get up out this hood and everything would be okay It's all good now My nigga, we out the hood now It's so easy for folks to say I'll just live on When I'm dying every second that you're gone Nevertheless, I try my best to be strong Open your says your prayers before you went on home We done stood on these blocks and just shot the breeze We slapped box dead in the middle of the streets And if a fight broke out, you would take her for me Now all I have left is these good old memories Oh, wow. oh, oh, oh. 
I can't explain how I miss you. We stayed together, copping cane, popping pistols. I miss you most, putting the durag over your bean head. Even out the hood on the scene, you brag. Coming up off the fiends with bags. Running up out the cleanest jack. You was the closest nigga I had. Look how we stayed aces. Hustle made big faces. I wish we could trade places. Fuck giving you ice. I'd rather give you life. And the things that I had, I give you twice. What the deal, my nigga? I know you holding it down. If you could see me, you would say I'm talking soft right now. But it's hard for me to say when I'ma see you again. And I know it's fucked up. I gotta talk through this pen. But you died for the love of the dough. The love of the block, 16, you was running the spot. Boy, your mama used to hate how we stood on the curb, hanging with wild thug niggas, smoking the herb. I'ma keep pouring the slicker, and that's my word. This is for my niggas that be flipping them birds. Word up. Just to let you know that you're still my nigga.